Romeo, maybe someday we can be alone. Joe, you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. Born ready. Bonesaw is ready. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and with me, I got Johnson Jam and Joe. Yo. And making her valiant return, we got coming in Clutch Kali. What up, everybody? I just want to apologize to the, uh, you know, to the community that I haven't been there. Bear with me. I will be back full time soon because <laughs> I'd rather be here than what I'm actually doing. So. Yeah, those pictures you sent us are pretty intense. So. Oh, we had every room. So my father-in-law, anybody doesn't know, my father-in-law passed away, and my mother-in-law needs to be in a nursing home because she has dementia pretty bad. So we have to sell the house. Well, they were hoarders. So we just spent weeks and weeks and weeks. I got every room. You could walk into the room. There's still a lot of clutter, but we're doing that because we want to uh, We want to have an estate sale. So, so the last time we were down there, they went up into the attic because they have two attics and brought everything down. They just like three guys were just like training all these boxes down. And now we have rooms just completely full to the max with more stuff. So <laughs> I couldn't go. Yeah, it is. I couldn't go down this weekend because we're snowing. So I get a break this weekend. But we did find some toys and I did find an original Nintendo. That Jim never had. Jim never had a Nintendo. He never owned a Nintendo. We have no idea where it came from. And on top of that was the original Final Fantasy in the box with the manual and the map. That's so cool. Totally worth all your time and effort for a Jim like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I found, uh, we found Jim's old, like, what was it? It was a uh, Odyssey. We also found an Odyssey with all the games. That's cool. So, but but I'm almost done, and I almost will be back full time because I know everybody misses me. I feel bad. So when you said they were hoarders, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I have um, my grandparents like had a lot of stuff. You know, you live a long time, you accumulate a lot of things. Uh, I I didn't think you actually meant hoarders because that term gets thrown around. <laughs> and when you sent those pictures, I was like, "Holy crap! They're like, they're like legit." <laughs> like we found like no less than like forty pounds cans of paint. You open up a drawer. I kid you not. I opened up a drawer. I'm going through craft stuff because she owned a craft store. Here I'm throwing stuff, and then I found a bullet. Just, just a random, just a random just, bullet. Just a random bullet. <laughs> I was like, what do I do with this? And I'm not like, I'm not a gun person. I'm not opposed to people having guns. I just don't like guns. That's just not who I am. I'm a peaceful person. And here I am called my sister. I found a bullet. What do I do? What do I do? And she's like, oh, put it in the mailbox. I'm like, I'm not going to put a bullet in the mailbox. 
Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we got um there's lots of bullets in this house. <clears throat> like thousands of bullets in this house. So <laughs> God only knows what I mean people are gonna find when I pass. Right. I mean my my father did have my father did have guns, uh I'm pretty sure. I don't know where they were in the house. I was never shown them. Um, but he was a jeweler, so you know, like Oh yeah, you gotta protect your investment. Oh yeah, he was yeah, so yeah, it's funny. My wife wasn't a gun person either. You know, you you know, you hear those stories where it's like that person found that kid found their parents' gun and then like was playing with it and shot like the neighbor or something like that. Yeah, or their brother and sister. Yeah, that was my my wife. So, um, but what was happening was there was a kid in the neighborhood like teasing her and her sisters, and so she went and grabbed the shotgun from behind the door and like was pointing it at them. And she, so her dad grabs the gun, freaking out, you know, and then shoots it in the air a couple of times. Uh, not in that moment, but like, you know, to scare her, you know, I'm like, this is, this is not a toy, blah, 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 you know? Uh-huh. And so when we got married, you know, I've always, I've had guns my whole life, you know, I, I used to hunt and hang out, you know, do that kind of stuff with my, with my grandfather and my dad. Um, target shooting is just like a, that's just a, if it wasn't so effing expensive, we'd be shooting on a regular right now. But I mean, up until recently, there was even, we'd go on our lunch break, just go shoot guns, you know? Um, super, super fun. I thoroughly enjoy it. I love, I love guns. And, but you know, I was taught proper gun safety and all those things, you know, the things that you normally teach. My wife, on the other hand, was, you know, like, not, nah, not a big fan of this. I got this really weird story from when I was a kid. Um, not really wanting to have guns in the house when we had kids. And obviously you can see how that can cause uh, a bit of a problem. You got somebody who's, you know, I've been raised around and with guns my whole life. I'm like, I'm not, not doing that. And so I actually took her out on a date one night and we went to the gun range and shot, you know, and that for, she went in one, you know, one hour session at the range from someone who I don't even think I want guns in the house to a freaking sharpshooter <laughs> i was like how are you so good at this <laughs> so we, we had a blast and now you know just last night we had a bunch of friends over and she's like oh my gosh we got it it's about time to buy another gun it's about time to go shoot so um, i have a i have a friend that bought his wife a pink lock yes yes <laughs> uh my wife and i were out just on a on a so a, a celebratory um lunch date after I passed my freaking exam, which I'm so <laughs> uh, we were, and we actually went to um, pick up some soccer gear and some athletic shorts and stuff for the kids. And I was like, "Hey, you know, while we're here, let's go look at the guns. You know, let's just go see what what they have in inventory. If anything, you know, ammo is, is so hard to come by. I was like, let's go if they got ammo, let's pick up a box or ten, you know, whatever. And so um, we go over and we look, and I was they didn't have anything like that, you know that we were interested in or as something that we didn't have already. But, uh, I was like, let's pick you out a new one, babe. She's like, ah, I already got a gun. I really like, and I was like, ah, let's you know, every couple of years. You need to treat yourself. Even if you don't think you need it. <laughs> so, and for all you guys out there with daughters, you should buy a, a gun every single time your daughter has a birthday. And then whenever she inevitably grows up and has a boyfriend come over, you, um, let your, <laughs> let the boyfriend meet your gun collection. <laughs> yeah that's right that's right tips all the dads out there be like you uh you mistreat my daughter and 
How old is she? 16? All right. Well, all 18 to 35 of these bad boys are going to be your friend. So sometimes you got to double up on those, uh, you know, double digit years. So this is the Luke <laughs> Bros podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got some really great stuff planned this week. God, dog, I feel like a different person today, just not having the stress of that stupid exam on me anymore. Um, we're going to toast it up. We got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, th- thankful for the patrons, all that. Uh, Joe and I sat down with one half of the white boys with attitude and did a nice little interview. We're going to attach that to the end of the show. Uh, it was a good time, Joe. I don't know about you, but uh, Michael was extremely nice, and that was a really pleasant, easy interview. Yeah, it was really fun. So he was he was cool, man. It was awesome, too, because he's a musician and a game developer. So it was kind of like a two in one. You know, it was like I get to talk to someone who does music, which I enjoy every chance I get. But also talking to a game dev, somebody who's actually um, and I don't know. I've had got some crazy good insight. I thought that just the trophy talk and the com- conversation we had about that specifically. Like, that's awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I felt like we learned a lot, like in a, in a very short interview. It, we got a lot out of that. And I was very impressed. Yes, I thought it was very cool. So we're definitely going to have Michael back on. Um, and we've been on a pretty good tear here. You know, we've had a lot of different guests, uh, you know, coming from all over the creative space. And we haven't had one bad guest yet. You know, we haven't had one guest that we had to f- pull conversation out of. Everything's flown um, very naturally. Uh, very light editing on any of it, so it's been it's been very cool, man. We've been very blessed to to meet with some cool people. So let's toast it up. Let's get the show going. This week's toast goes out to uh, our patrons. We got Redbeard Rick. We got the affectatious Sony Pony. We got El Presidente, the T Bird, and we got my name is F and Mayo. Thank you guys for being. Uh, this month's Patreon producers. Um, we got a lot of freaking crazy good games. I, so since I uh, passed my MLO, which I've been fighting with for several months now, I treated myself to Horizon Forbidden West. So I picked that up today. And um, Joe, you let me, right before the show, you let me, you share played the new WWE game. And I'm going to buy it right here on the show. So I'm going to treat myself again. <laughs> because yeah, that awesome. game, it was, it, dude, playing it even with the, you know, with the little bit of lag from share play, it felt pretty smooth and pretty fun. So I'm stoked. I'm excited. You and Zach have been talking about how great that game is. So we got a lot of good games. Obviously, Elden Ring still out there slaying. Uh, you said Gran Turismo is really good. I talked with CJ and he said, you know, he actually had some good words to say about uh, um, a GT7 as well. So very, very cool. Very cool. I mean, that's 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 interesting from the uh, Microsoft snob over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I guess Phil wasn't. You know, maybe Phil let him off the payroll for a little while. I so. mean, he lowered himself to play a PlayStation game. He did. He had to come down from his high horse and uh, and, and play. So very very cool. So lots of lots of good stuff to toast to. So I've been uh, my drink's been sitting over here for. Um, two hours now, <laughs> two and a half hours. I got started to recording tonight at seven thirty. It's nine thirty now, and uh, so it's not near as cold as I as I prefer it. But it is still nice. Kali, you have not been on the show, and what feels like forever. Why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? Well, I haven't been playing a lot, but I have been playing a few things. All right. So I'm starting to get better with my arm. 
So stupid me has been playing uh, Just Dance 2022. There you go. Pledge is pledged. <laughs> A pledge is pledged. I'm playing. And I was playing the other day and I did. Do you know the Taylor Swift song, uh, Romeo and Juliet? Uh, I don't think I do, actually. Yeah, I know. I know that one. Sure. It's, yeah. it's, it's about a breakup, isn't it? Pretty sure. No, no, it's about Romeo it, and Julie. Someday we can be alone. That one, right? Yeah. 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 It's literally about Rome. It's Romeo and Juliet, the story. Yeah. They don't break up. It, they get yeah, together. Yeah. Well, if Taylor Swift's singing it, they're breaking up. So. <laughs> No, no, that's her real life. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm playing this song, and it's supposed to be a duet, but you could play it single player. And during the the game, you have to spin. You have to put your hands out and spin and cross your like like you're sp- spinning with another person. And I here I am in my in my room singing and and spinning by myself. <laughs> 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 Taylor Swift song. Uh, Very nice. <laughs> yeah, so I do have um, I do have arthritis in my knees, so it's taking me uh, a little slowly. I can't play the game as much as I would like to, but I'm getting through it. Um, I will be reviewing it. I do have some thoughts, so that's coming. Very cool. Very cool. Super Loot Bros on the Patreon. I have been also able to play mouse and keyboard. So I decided to start playing Halo Infinite. I am surprised I have not thrown my keyboard through my my monitor. Now you're playing the multiplayer? No, I'm playing the storyline. Okay. When I started the storyline, I said to Jim, what difficulty level are you going to play, honey? He said heroic. I said, Jim, you're crazy. You can't play heroic. Because, you know, honestly, I'm a better gamer than he is only because he doesn't he likes the game he loves the game but he like he likes to play very specific games he doesn't have a broader range like I do and certain games I'm just better at like first person shooters and he's like I can play on heroic well stupid ass me said oh okay since you're playing on heroic I have to play on heroic so I'm slowly making my way through heroic Destiny, uh, Destiny, uh, heroic Halo Infinite. And my God, is that thing hard? <laughs> it is ungodly hard. That's what she said. Oh! And what, what difficulty is heroic? Is that like. It's hard. It's hard mode. It's hard after mode. that, it's uh, legendary. Legend- legendary, yeah. And you have to get through heroic to unlock legendary. And, now, uh, now, the co-op campaign's not unlocked yet, right? Y'all are just playing by yourselves through the game? Single player? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not. And you can feel it, and that's the sh- that's the, the, the sad part. So, like, there's a lot of the fights that I was like, well, you know, this fight would be really good if, like, you could use a warthog. Because warthogs are, are available. They put warthogs in the game. Yeah. However... There's no point to having or using a warthog if you don't have that second player to jump in and drive. Correct. And the game would be a little bit better if I had, like, there's many fights I've just been like, if I had a warthog with Jim driving and me shooting, he would be able to dodge and no, I would know you ain't driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. 
So the last game, I, I and I just started this today. You're gonna you're gonna be very proud of me, Daryl. Okay. Okay. I started Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Oh, wow. that's awesome! That's yeah. awesome. I really want to play that still. Uh it is. Uh, my therapist wants me to start trying a little bit of gaming just to see how I do. I'm still in therapy, so she's like, "You could play no more than three hours, and I want you to play an hour and take a break." So I have some impressions on my first time playing a PS5. How is it? Nice. I mean, that's like a seven-hour game too. You can knock it out in a week. Yeah. Uh, the adaptive triggers are weird. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. Welcome to PS. <laughs> welcome to PS5. I turned it off for most games. Oh, oh I don't God. turn it off for anything. I, I want every game that uses it. I don't know, man. I can't like. I, I just can't play as long with the adaptive triggers on. That's why I don't use them as much. I got yeah. baby fingers, man. Oh, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was just so weird. I'm like, because I'm like, why isn't it doing what I want to do? Oh, wait. I have to keep pressing. Yeah. So that was interesting. I couldn't figure out how to, the, the new menu, like the, new, the menu's just slightly different for me. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out how to uh, put it into rest mode. So I thought I did put it into rest mode and I didn't. So it stayed on, which was not a problem, except my controller stayed on. So when I went to play again, my controller was dead. So I learned that today. And then I also had to look up a tutorial on how to insert the disc. Oh, uh, just you put it in backwards. Was, was <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I was like, why is it reading it? Is my PlayStation 5 broken? I haven't even played it yet. I mean, I did the same thing my first time. I put it backwards. So you're not uh, the only one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't say I did that. So sorry, guys. You're on your own. Do you play yours vertically or horizontally, though? Vertically. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, most people put it in wrong the first time. Yeah, well, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, data triggers are interesting. Um, I freaking love all the controller stuff. And I've heard people say that, like, their fingers get tired. You know, like, it's it's like an adjustment to them. I haven't experienced that personally. But then again, I don't do crazy long gaming sessions. So I don't know how much of you know, of it is. I get enough of it to enjoy it. And then I long for it for the next time. But I think that um, some of the controller stuff is some of the best stuff in gaming right now, personally. Uh, possibly. It's a very interesting way to play video games. I'll tell you that. Like. For Gran Turismo, like you can definitely feel the difference in the cars and like the road and stuff. So yeah, one of the first PS5 games I played. I mean, I played several, but like one of the first ones, and God, one of the most memorable ones has been a Plague's Tale. Like feeling all those rats crawling through the control. Oh my god, it's disgusting! Was oh so no, no, cool. no, 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 dude! No. In all the rat sections of that game, your controller is just popping. It's like. It's like popcorn in your controller. And is, if the rats are on the right side, all the, the little vibration and the little noise and all the it's just so neat, man. Like I, I just that game is freaking cool. Like that was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in a game. So <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, that's the, that's totally one. Once you're back in full swing, you need to play through that game again on PS5. It's so cool. 
no, no, no. I don't like really, really see. Here's the problem: is I don't pl- replay games at all. Like I wouldn't replay uh, Plague Tale because I have so little time to play video games. I just want to move on. Like I've already yeah. downloaded. I downloaded today the demo for Triangle Strategy, or it's alternate name now: Three Triangles. <laughs> <laughs> that game's really fun. Did you play it? No, I had just yeah, haven't had a chance. It's really fun, and that that'd be a good game. Like you know what, strategy RPG is probably good for you to play because it's limited movement on your hand. That's what I was thinking. That's why I downloaded it. Turn-based okay. RPGs would probably be good for you to play too. You should probably play a bunch of RPGs, honestly. Oh, yeah. you, you don't have to move your hands a lot. You're not putting extraneous like button presses and uh, like, a lot of quick movement. It's time for Cla to play Persona. Yeah, you should play. We should be Persona Five. Oh well, I mean. Just saying. No, I technically have not beat Persona 5. I thought you did. No, I haven't. I gotta get back to it. It's on my list. Do that then. Play Persona 5. That'd probably be actually a pretty good game to play right now. I know. I also just want to play more Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. So you're enjoying it? So far, I like the, the humor. And the only thing I'm disappointed in is that there's a female version of Ratchet. And I really want to play the female version. Well, you get there. I, from what I understand, that's the bulk. Of, I haven't finished. I, I haven't even put that game in yet, actually. But um, from what I understand, that like that's a large chunk of the game is playing as the female version. Oh, that's could, cool. Yeah, uh, Rivet is her name. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's one sitting sitting right here beside me, and that's one of those games. I was like, as soon as I'm done, man, I'm freaking diving in. I've got a handful of of games that are like ten hours or less. That I'm like gonna marathon through. So I've already been hired and I've got my onboarding paperwork for my MLO job. So I'm like, oh gosh. I gotta- oh wow, you already got a job too. Oh my gosh. I had a job 30 minutes after I passed the test. So this it's it's moving fast, which is cool because it gives me freedom in general, you know? Uh-huh. Um but like, you know, I don't I'm I don't want to I don't want to go all in up front. Because I don't want to leave, you know, where I'm at just yet, and I don't know that I want to leave them hanging or anything crazy like that. So um, I, I was just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to learn the job, and then you know, just kind of, I really wanted with everything I've ever done in life, it's it's been like thrown into the fire. So I was like, man, I'll like take some, you know, take a few weeks, get some really good extensive training in, like I'll learn, you know, this is going to be cool, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, boom, 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 boom. So I don't know. <laughs> Next week I could be like, all right, guys, I have fully transitioned into a full-time MLO. <laughs> <laughs> so, which don't get me wrong. Like that would be amazing because that is a, I, I, instead of having a job, I'm like embarking on a actual career now. And, you know, my wife is so super proud and excited, which is really cool Uh, from a husband's perspective. It's like, man, I'm really glad that like I've that that my wife is a super supportive, but B like she's very pleased with what I'm doing. And because I am a four time college dropout, so (laughs) she didn't she didn't think this day was ever coming. (laughs) Wait, four times? Yeah, so I, uh, I immediately out of high school, I went to um, I went to a technical college uh, for an automotive program. Oh, that's cool. And, well, it was in theory until I did it, and I thought it sucked, so <laughs> uh, I quit. The problem was this: is you had to um, 
you like at the time, you know, this is 2004. Um, you had to uh, take a bunch of like book classes and get on a waiting list to get into the program. The program was in such high demand. So I was going to have to be on a two year waiting program and just waste a bunch of time. So rather than just aimlessly take a bunch of classes, I was like, well, then instead of going for a certificate to learn how to work on a vehicle, I'm just going to um, go for the associate's degree. And and actually become like a legit mechanic. And my idea was I wanted to open up a body shop at the time, you know, fast and the furious was super popular, like the original ones. And all, all of us had the little, um, you know, ricers with double decker spoilers and all that crap. And we're like putting all these aftermarket parts on our vehicles. And I really wanted to learn how to do body work. I would just like to point out that you were in high school and like everybody's watching fast and the furious. He was, he was, yeah. he was Tokyo drifting, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, on his, I lunch, wanted- on his, on his lunches, he was like, <laughs> he was like, I live my lunch breaks a quarter mile at a time. That's right. <laughs> a recess, baby, or a quarter pounder at a time. You know, whatever, whatever one he was into. You know, so, I was way past college when the first <laughs> one came out. So yeah, well, I went to the movie theater after school and watched the first one, <laughs> and then uh, I watched the uh, second one. And I had uh, I had two uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse, so I had the one that was in the movie, but I didn't have a GST. I had the GS, but I bought a turbo to put on there, and never did because I wrecked it. And you then not, you do not take me as a uh, a Japanese car enthusiast at all. I mean, man, I, I've gone through some. I'm an onion. You know, there's different layers. I've gone through changes in life, so uh, <laughs> it's um. I've done, I've, I've done it all. Uh, Joe, I can sit here and we could go through my 20s to my 30s and I've lived probably two or three lifetimes. Awesome, um, man. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm a, lot, I'm a lot more boring now, but, but yeah, so I was into the ricers. I was into, you know what I'm saying, putting the loud exhaust on there. Um, I had, uh, I had the, the, the Mitsubishi Eclipse, all that good stuff. And then, um, so I did my first semester in, and automotive and I was like, this blows. This sucks so bad. So my wife and I, we were dating. We ended up breaking up, had a little had a little a little um high school spat breakup thing. Cause I mean I was in college then. She was finishing up high school. And um I ended up like just dropping out of the class. I was like, I was miserable outside of school. I was miserable with the school. I was like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. So then um I went back the following year and signed up for a business class. And I was like, I, I've always wanted to open my own business. The reason why I went to automotive in the first place is because I eventually want to open my own business. I'm just going to go learn business and then figure it out. And so, um, you know, me and my wife got back together and obviously we, from there we ended up getting married. Uh, but I ended up dropping out of the business class. Uh, we had started the band somewhere around in there. And so I started traveling, doing a bunch of stuff with the band, whatever. And then I had gotten really like super involved in the church, which I was already involved, but I started teaching. And um, it was kind of like encouraged that like you go to school and get like, you know, some sort of a degree or certificate in Bible. And I was like, oh, dude, that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, I would love to to know more on a historic level and like learning, you know, like Hebrew, Aramaic, things like that, like learning how to like, you know, read the old text and all that good stuff. 
So I did a seminary extension course that would then allow me to transfer into a full-blown seminary school so that I could go into some sort of ministry full-time. That was the idea. And uh, so I was working full-time. I was uh, in the church, you know, several days a week. And then I was touring with my band and (laughs) my wife and I had just got married and she was like, this is not working. You can't be gone every single day of the week. Something's got to give. And I was like, you know what, babe, you're right. And I'm really, really good at dropping out of school. So I dropped out, <laughs> I dropped out of seminary school. <laughs> so then fast forward a decade and I've been over here at performance strength where I'm at, you know, now, and I've been doing CAD design and like CNC programming for several years. And I had gotten to the point where I had all the promotions that I thought I could get. I was getting a little bored. I was very set in what I was doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm really good at this. Maybe I should learn the professional way to like, I'm self-taught in everything. Self-taught in music, self-taught in production, whether that's good or bad, uh, that's up, you know, that's debatable. Um, self-taught in design, self-taught in CAD, all that stuff. I've never gone to school for any of it. And what I did go to school for, I dropped out of. So that wouldn't have done me any good anyways. So um, I was like, let me so let me sign up for an actual computer-aided drafting. And I'm going to learn CAD. And I'm going to start doing freelance work, you know, and maybe transition into working for myself. Again, the idea has always been be my own man, be my own boss. And so <laughs> I started doing the CAD stuff. And like got this promotion to be the production manager of the entire facility. So that was two and a half years ago. So I was about 48, 49% done with the CAD class. And and I got this position change. So I I did like a little like program extension. I was like, Hey guys, I'm not actually even doing CAD work right now. Like, can I postpone this till I get trained and, Things were chaotic at, at work. You know, we were super busy, blah, blah, Long story short, COVID hit. All the class stuff got kind of pushed. And then we got so insanely busy at work, I never went back. And then I eventually timed out and was considered a college dropout for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, okay, tangentially to all of this, I, my sister got into the mortgage business and got extremely successful, right? Like she's, she's so incredibly successful. She owns multiple businesses and brokerages now. And, you know, I, and right before, right before, actually I was right before I got my promotion, but while I was doing the CAD class, I was like, Hey, if you, you know, you should teach me how to do this and I can work with you on the side. And if I like it, you never know. I might, I might jump in the business with you. You know, we could do a family business again. I'm going to, you know, do my own thing, be my own man. And so um, I got involved with that and, and kind of dug it, but things got so busy at work. I was like, well, I'll, I'll eventually go to school and get my license. And so last November, I finished the course. I, got, I passed my test yesterday, got my license. And so now I am employed. I finally finished a, a, a program. <laughs> I am no longer uh, a college dropout. So I don't have some crazy degree or anything, but you know, it's a start. That's all right. That's all it takes is a start. 
They don't need a crazy degree. They're crazy expensive and crazy student loans. Oh, don't worry. I, I did all the student loans and had no paper to, t- to tell me I did good. So <laughs> I, uh, I totally get that. And my wife's like all the time, like all oh, the kids in college, the kids in college. I'm like, look, well, they might not, we not, may not be doing college. Like, <laughs> uh, she, now she's, she's masters prepared, all that stuff. Like she's, she might even go back and get her doctorate eventually. Like she's, that woman is so incredibly smart and she's so good at just, school book work like teaching like she's just like that's a, i always tell you she's brilliant that is something she's very special in that and so for her it's always like oh no no kids are going to go to some nice school they're going to do good blah, blah blah i'm like ah play music travel you know go to school maybe drop out a bunch you know but we're a little we're a little different in uh <laughs> in that aspect so but it's been really cool man like i said uh seeing her you know satisfied and you know, excited at the same time. So it's been, it's been neat. I'm not sure how we got here, but that was a lot to, to the nice last little story for you guys. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a tangent. <laughs> that was a nice tangent in the middle of what you've been playing. This is why it are what you've been playing section. Uh, is yeah, like yeah. 55 minutes long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so in celebration of, wait, Kala, were you done? I was yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I have, like I said, I haven't been playing much because I'm still healing. Okay. Well, as you can see, nothing's changed since you've been gone. Uh, lots of rambling, um, incoherent speeches, and uh, constant interruptions. So, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, so as far as me, I haven't played much either because I've been studying. And I've been, since I since I failed my exam in January, I've been very serious about like not playing games. Um, I played a lot when we we had COVID in the house and everyone was sick, but like that's because we couldn't go anywhere and couldn't do anything. And so I would do a minimal studying and then some gaming. But then through the entire month of February, I basically didn't play hardly anything. And so um, I, I uh, since I passed, I bought uh, Horizon and fired up Resident Evil Four, and that's all I've done all day long. I've been playing Resident Evil 4 on PS4 all day. So I'm uh, at the Krauser fight right now. So I am getting close to the end of the game. And what's funny is I've never actually beat this game on PS4. So I, I like loaded up a very early game save. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because I beat it uh, for one of the backlog beatdowns. Um, I beat it on Xbox One recently, like in recent year, two years, whatever. And so it's it's incredible how like, I play this game and it's like, it's so good. Like I forget how good this game is until I play it. So totally having a blast over here. That's it. That's literally the only game I've played. Nice. Joe. Cause Joe's oh, got a lot of all, stuff. All round us out this week. Um, I did play a lot of stuff this week. Um, I just picked up a game today called Shing and I played it on PS4 and PS5. Um, it kind of plays like a one of those. Uh, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up game, four-player co-op. Like I said, you play on PS4, PS5. But the cool thing is, there's like um, the default controls, and then there's modern, and then there's like basic controls. Basic controls you can use like the square button and to do and like base buttons to do all your different moves. But uh, if you play with the uh, default controls, it's kind of like playing a, a twin-stick shooter where you move with the left stick and you do all the combos with your right stick. But the combos are done like Street Fighter combos. So like you can do like quarter circle, quarter quarter circle, half circle, and it does like a fireball. Or you can just like swing aimlessly and just kill things. But uh, 
I'm really digging it. I beat the first level with Corey today. We actually got like the highest rank you can get on the first level, which is really cool. The game's yeah. fun. I'm liking it. You can unlock costumes for your guys. There's four different characters. There's like this axe guy. There's like two super sexy chicks. Obviously, Corey and I played the sexy chicks. That's what we do in every game when there's chicks. We play. Oh, sorry, Clyde. Women. We play as women. <laughs> we play as women. So yeah, I, the one in the red game. is uh, with the slit in her dress. Yeah. I, oh my I, god. That was, yeah, she was good. Yeah, she's nice. Uh, she she has like a uh, like a one uh, like a kind of like a spear. It's pretty dope. Yep. Yeah, the game's freaking cool though. I'm definitely gonna beat it. I'm gonna beat it twice probably. And then he's gonna play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh man. Hadn't <laughs> pulled that one out in a while. Uh, that was good. It's good. Good one. Um, uh, other than that, I played on my Switch a little bit. I played two games this week on my Switch. I played um a little more of Yeez Eight, and that game's absolutely phenomenal. I would suggest that right now. It's really taxing on your fingers because it's a uh, it's a action RPG. It's a action RPG where you have a party of three members and you can switch on the fly. And each each one has like different attacks and different combos you can do. Pretty sweet game though. I'm loving it. Probably the best action RPG I've played since I played Rogue uh, Rogue Galaxy on the uh, on the PS2. So it's high praise. Rogue Galaxy is probably one of my favorite RPGs of all time. So my top five. So this is slowly slowly. This is already in my top ten. I'll put, I'll put it that way. Like this, this nice. game is huge praise for me. It's a really long game. I think I played seven hours and I'm still in chapter two. So I'm I'm digging this game a lot. I would recommend it. It's on the Switch, PS4, and I believe it's on Xbox as well. So you can check it out pretty much everywhere. Steam, I think as well. Uh, I, I played a little bit of Mario, um, Mario All Stars or Mario, yeah, a Mario 3D All Stars Collection. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I played a. Uh, the infamous Mario, what the hell is uh, Mario Sunshine? I played the infamous Mario Sunshine, the one everyone hates and I love. Um, I played that for a few hours today. It does the control scheme is really like effed up on the Switch for that game. I don't know why. It just doesn't like play right. It doesn't seem right. But I played a few levels in that. I got like six or seven shines, which are like the equivalent of stars from like Mario sixty four. So I was doing that, and then the bulk of my week is spent playing two specific games. Uh, the first. More Gran Turismo. So I played about another ten hours of Gran Turismo. I think I'm at like a like twenty or twenty five hours, which is pretty pretty like not bad for me, but not great. I I had a lot of work to do this week at work, so I've been really busy and I'm getting home late, so I've been going to bed pretty much when I get home. Very very minimal. I would do like my daily workouts for Gran Turismo. Um and for those of you who don't understand what that is because you don't have the game, the daily workout is like driving twenty six miles in the game. So it's it's just like a few races here and there unlock some cars or i'll just do like races where i race the same track over and over again get enough money to buy one car and then i'll just go to bed i've been doing that i was doing that pretty much every night until tuesday and then wwe came out and my world changed because that game's freaking awesome and it's even more awesome now since like everybody has it and not just like the people who ordered it early have it like the creator wrestler scene on that game is absolutely phenomenal and the fact that the game is substantially better from last year's game like substantially better like i don't even know if like substantial is the right word to use because it's like leaps and bounds it's like last year's game was like superman 64 and this year's game is like it's like freaking elden ring compared to that game like it's nice. that good it's like that different i feel like the controls are just i know daryl played it for <laughs> surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> elliot's on the show do you want to say hi to everybody 
get your she debut. Go ahead. Talk. Say hi. Does she want to build a snowman? Do you want to build a snowman, Daryl asked? Yes. Yes. There we go. Got her. <laughs> so this is my daughter, Elliot. She's five years old. She's being a very uh, interesting child right now, naughty girl. Because she came in the room with Daddy's recording, and you know not to do that, right? I can't need the hair. You just need to fix your hair? Go have Mommy do it. You can do it yourself. So now you're now you're hijacking my show. <laughs> yes. And I just need to fix my bow. You just need to fix your bow. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi. You have to speak in the microphone. Hi. What's up? Hello. Come on. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Can you go downstairs, please? I'll see you when I'm done. Okay. I'll put. All right, love you. Bye. That's so funny. Both of our daughters have been on the show tonight. <laughs> oh, she's not leaving. You gotta go, sweetheart, okay? No. You said this no. is getting dangerous. I'm not gonna leave. Hold on. So, uh, yeah, so WB2K, I let Daryl play, and he was yes. definitely impressed. And like I said, the control schemes are definitely, it's definitely like a little bit of a learning curve. But I feel like you can do much more with the control scheme that they added this year compared to like any years past. Like it's just a wildly different game. And they weren't kidding when like the the whole tagline for the game was like it it hits different because it 100% hits different this year. Like it's way different than it's ever been any other year. Like I think they've done they've done a really good job at creating a good um, stepping stone for next year and a good template for what they can build on for years to come. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if you guys heard the news though. Uh, apparently, WWE's doing the dumbest thing possible, and they're talking to EA Sports now about. Yep. And I'm like, uh, do you want the same fucking game every year for the next 20 years? That's all Madden is. It's the same thing every year, and my dumbass still buys it. But yeah, just like I buy this game every year. Um, it's it's just definitely nice to have a wrestling game after two years, two and a half years. It's it's just it's a breath of fresh air. It's a breath of fresh air. Um, I've been. Going through the uh, the, the superstar uh, showcase mode, and you get to play as Rey Mysterio. Superstar, superstar. <laughs> Smell my armpits. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that is Pat. No, no, she smells her armpits. She puts her hands in her armpits, and then she goes, and then she smells them, and then she says, "That's bad," or "That's oh. not good." Oh, that's not good. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm mixing my SNL shows up now. It's Pat oh. is a terrible movie though. It's probably the worst SNL movie of all time. It is, but you know what? The skits. I'm Pat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's it's a fun game. I'm actually doing a tag team title tournament right now as we're recording this, and I'm watching it as we're recording this, and I'm just letting the computer play out the matches. And this is like the first year in a long time, Daryl, where the computer actually plays out competitive matches. Not just one sided the whole match, and I think that has to do with like the complicated like uh, reversal and blocking system in this game, and how the momentum bars work in this one. So it's dope, man. It's dope. Yeah, I'm buying it. I don't know if I'm going to buy it digital or physical because I don't know that my boys would play it with me online. So I'm thinking about just picking it up tomorrow. I got to run to Walmart, and they didn't have it in um, when I went Thursday. So. Oh, no. 
We'll see. We'll see. You could buy it digitally. I That's mean, what I'm saying. I don't I know that I would, I'm going to buy it digitally. I would just go all digital at this point because I feel like at this point, like I've even caught the digital bug for PS5 where like I just don't like because they give you a PS4 and a PS5 I copy. <laughs> so now I know that um, they sell the digital deluxe version that has both. But if you buy the PS4 version, do you get the PS5 upgrade? You have to buy the uh, next gen bundle for eighty. You have to spend ten more dollars. So they're not they're one of those companies that's not no. giving you the PS upgrade for free. Okay. Most companies aren't anymore. Like they're just not. Like Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're getting to the end of this whole little run anyways. No, we're not. No, we're not. If you look at like the upcoming games, a lot of them are PS4, PS5 for like the, the rest of the year. Well, I think after what happened in the UK, we might be coming to an end. Did you hear what happened? If you bought Elden Ring on PS4, you also got the PS5 upgrade for free. You get that anyway. Elden Ring is one of the ones where it's free. Right. It's it's so weird how they pick and choose. And Horizon is one of the ones where all you had to do was buy the PS4 and you got the PS5 upgrade. Gran Turismo was the same way. You bought the PS4 one, you got the PS5. Right. So people were going out and buying the PS5, not realizing that they could buy the PS4 $10 cheaper because your PS5 game is now $10 cheaper. I know, but I th- I think that they just didn't care. Like a lot of people want the new case. Like they're they're like they're like adamant about, all right, now I gotta build my PS5 collection. And I've talked to tons of friends about it. Yeah. And that's that's like literally their answer. I have to have the PS5 case. That's what I'm doing. I have so many PS4 games that like the PS5 cases look ugly in my case with the rest of them, so Honestly, I, I'm so hooked on the PS4 case. So the, my thing is this: I I really want the PS5 version if that if it's offered because I want the haptic feedback, I want the adjustive triggers, adjustable triggers, I want all that stuff, you know. So like I I don't I have, but then again I want, but I want the physical version. I want both versions if I can. Like I'm torn. It's just too many options right now. So and I don't want to go digital unless I have to. That, that's just that's a hard and fast rule I, now i see i bought horizon digital because the way i've got everything set up is i'll play upstairs on my ps5 my oldest my his ps5 is my primary so he'll play horizon on there and then my youngest because that one you know i bought the ps4 version he'll have horizon on the ps4 pro which is my primary ps4 so I've got it set up to where I bought that game because everyone wanted it, and so everyone's going to play that one. But that's that. So you got uh, you got anything else you've been playing, Joe? No, that's pretty much it. Like I like I said, I've been I've just been amazed, and I haven't even touched like half the modes in WWE 2K. Like I I mostly play universe mode because I like to like make my own federation, see how that goes, but. I'm de- I definitely want to play like my rise and I definitely want to play like my faction. The only thing I think is interesting about my faction, Daryl is it's all offline. So there's like, it's like, it's like Madden. It's like my, uh, it's like, it's like Madden ultimate team, but it's all offline. So you, you can't like buy pack. I don't think you can buy. I, I think you can buy VC to buy packs, but you, you don't like, you can't take any of it online to play people online. It's all offline. So it's very interesting the way they did it. Okay. There you go. Cool, cool, cool. But I def I definitely recommend if you're on the fence about 2K, like hit me up. Hit me up if you're PlayStation friends. I'll let you play it. And it'll definitely change your mind because Daryl Daryl was hooked like in like five seconds. Dude, uh, so I picked a, an intentionally clunky character. I picked uh Razor Ramon. 
who I am a huge fan of, but you know, the bigger guys like him, they tend to be a little more uh, clunky. I mean, they just tend to not move around. Then I, I played against AJ Styles, who's who's notoriously a more agile character, and it played smooth as butter. It was good. It was real good. So I totally dug it. All right, let's head on over to the Loot Bros leaderboards. Now I've been giving you guys like weeks. To, to just get all over the leaderboards and get all your trophies and pass me on the backlot beatdown. All right, well, your time's up, suckers. So here we go. The last week that I won't be on the top five of the Loot Bros leaderboard, um, we're going to go to truetrophies.com. We got Dat One Seagull. He is back. 514 trophies. Dude, he he went on a chumping spree, man. Yes, he did. <laughs> he went hardcore, and he admitted it in the in the in the uh, in the Facebook group. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He was he wasn't playing around, and he said he was gonna he's gonna dethrone uh, affectatious donk, and he did. So that was a big that was a big week for you. Good job, buddy. Glad to see you're back. You know these whole little burnout sprees you got going on. They're not good for you. They're not good for us. Yeah, they're not good for anybody. So, welcome back. All right, second place, Affectation Dunk with 182 trophies. Uh, Affectation Dunk's playing some Horizon Forbidden West. So, oh, he's playing a real game? Shit. He's playing real games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, third place, Red Beard Rick, 33 trophies. Fourth place, Mr. TMNT84 with 28 trophies, playing a little bit of 2K22. And I'm actually going to shout out number five, fifth place, Gaz Davis 11, 25 trophies, but he's been playing some Sacred Symbols Adventure, the Twin Breaker. He's been playing uh, on the Vita. So got to give the Vita love anytime we can. I really want to play Twin Breaker. I heard it's great. It's good, man. It's the most unique Brick Breaker I've ever played because you get four paddles in certain levels. So you got two on the bottom that go left and right, and then you got two on the sides that go uh, you know uh, vertically up and down. And it's pretty interesting. And playing on the Vita was was especially interesting. So it's definitely a, a definitely a cool game. So um, and then we're gonna head on over to the true achievements leaderboard. In first place, we have uh Sadik with 5,310 achievement points. Um, or gamer score. We have the Alpha Seagal with 1,265 achievement points, or Gamer score. We have I'm styling on your bro in third place, the Sultan of Simulation with 530 achievement points. <clears throat> oh my god, he needs to change his gamer tag to Sultan oh. of Simulation. Sultan of Simula- uh, Simulation. That's his uh, <laughs> Sultan of Simulation. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> he uh, that's his little his little uh little slogan under his name on uh, the true achievements, the Sultan of simulation or stimulation rather. Uh, he's got 530 achievement <laughs> points or a uh, gamer score. Uh, in fourth place, we have the loot bros own bearded nerd with 260, playing some uh, world of tanks and fifth place, bringing up the rear with a Sony pony to you with 230 uh, achievement points. That's crazy. That's the lowest I think I've ever seen that account. So good job, everybody else doing the thing. All right, Kali, you got the backlog beat down brought up or you need me to do it? Uh, if you don't mind doing it, I'm lucky. 
I told Joe before we started how my day started, which I didn't get the chance to tell you, and I'm not going to tell it on the podcast, but Joe noticed that I'm having a day, right, Joe? A great day. I know, right? Yeah, well, Eh, we we have them. Those days exist. All right, first place, CJ, 33 points. Second place, uh, Diego, 32 points. Third place, Gareth with 29 points. Fourth place, Resident Daryl, 26 points. Tied with JT for 26. There you go. We got next up, we got Redbeard Rick with 22. Joe with 16. I'm styling on you, bro, with 14. Uh, We got the Bearded Nerd with 10. And then next, we got a three-way, hey with uh, Alex, Homer, and Corey with nine points. Then we got Know the Builder with eight. Then we got another three-way with James the Nerd, Jared, and Tricky, seven points. Then you got I Yield to No One with six, MZ with five. You got James McCall and T-Berg with three. And then you got a big old group uh, with two. You got uh, Jim. Uh, John Michael, Kalai, Levi, and Spider Packs with two points each. Yep, I'm waiting for the day that I make my grand comeback. Yep, yeah, it'll happen one of these days. So, but yeah, if you guys want to be a part of the backlog beatdown and you're new to the Loot Bros podcast, all you got to do is beat a game and take a screenshot of the credits rolling. You can uh, use an achievement uh, pop or a trophy pop, whatever the case may be. Send it in, use the hashtag BLB3, and we will add points to the spreadsheet. Uh, The way the points break down are pretty simple. If the game released in 2022, the game is worth one point. If it's older than 2022, uh, putting a little more emphasis on the backlog, uh, you get two points. And if you 100% or platinum the game, you get an additional point. So you can get up to three points per game. And uh, yeah, it's pretty dope. Pretty good time. Uh, we have a little bit of stipulations on how long the games you know, have to be. So the game itself, has campaign or story mode, has to be longer than an hour. And then for the 100% or platinum, uh, it has to be more than five or five hours or more. So outside of that, man, that's us. That's what we got. So uh, I'm going to end this segment of the show with the only leftover community question we have. So we uh, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to have an interview section and we have a, a fair amount of community questions that are sprinkled in um, as we meet with the uh, one half of the white boys with attitude. But I'm styling on your bro wrote in and he wants to know uh, what you lads think of Gran Turismo 7's trophy list. And are you still excited to platinum it? Uh, he says, personally, he's disappointed. There isn't a trophy for earning gold medals on everything. The game will be just too easy and not as rewarding as GT5. What do you think about that, Joe? Wait, I have a question for us before he goes into this. Sure. Who wrote this question is? I'm styling on you, bro. I'm styling, bro. This is, this is, I just want you to, how long have you been listening to this podcast? These people don't do hard. I mean. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) He's saying that the trophy list is going to be way too easy. And he's talking to a whole bunch of groups who plays Platinum's like they're going out of style. <laughs> uh, I, I can't disagree, but I want you to know I feel personally attacked. <laughs> oh man, ah, we should. I forgot to 
Shout out the greatest game that got announced this week that we could have toasted to. I'm so pissed right now. Oh, uh, yeah. You totally screwed that up. Oh, dude. my God, dude. All right. I'm, 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 answer right, the I'll question. Answer the question, and then, and I'm then we'll talk about the show. It. Yes. There we go. All right. So I looked at the trophy list, and when I, I didn't even look at it before I bought the game because I was like, oh, this is going to be impossible anyway. It's not too impossible. I would say the hardest thing to do in the game is going to be to get all gold, all gold medals on the license plate stuff or in the license test, but I actually don't think it's that hard because you can change the traction on their on your uh, car, the traction on each course, and I feel like it, it it makes it a lot easier. It's just trial and error. It's just racing your ghost at that point and just getting faster and faster and, and becoming more familiar with the game and the mechanics and how to play. And I think that'll get you to platinum. I mean, there's there, I mean, I have twenty three percent of the trophies and I'm only like twenty hours in the game. Like I even I'm not even trying to get trophies. They're just popping all over the place. Um, I will say for those who want to double plat this game, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know yet because I think there's a trophy for beating all the menus, and because the game is linked to a server, you can't do that because your save file is linked. You'd have to delete it and start a whole new save file, and I would never do that because it's just you you pour your blood, sweat, and tears into Grand Turismo games and you play them, so I don't want to do it twice. Because I don't think you can. I don't think you can erase your. You'd have to erase your entire save file to do it again. Trophy. Wow! 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 Coming wah, wah. in, coming in hot, baby. All right. So now that we got that away, out of the way. Uh. So uh, at the PlayStation, uh, are we talking about the state of play? We can, we totally can because uh, let's I, do it right now. Let's do it right now. I mean, Kalai, did you watch the state of play? No, I haven't had. A I chance. mean, you didn't miss much, but you missed the greatest game of what? all time being, an- being announced. It was decent, Daryl. It was I it, it out of a five, I would give it a three point five. I would I'd give it all five personally. You're out of fucking control, dude. I mean <laughs> so here's what you gotta look at, right? And this is the way that I think Aaron Greenberg or uh you know those guys explained it. He said with a conference or a showing or whatever, he said you gotta have three things for everybody, right? That's kind of the goal. So like not everything listed is gonna be for everybody. But if three things are for you, then it's a win. And I think that we can easily pick three things that apply to you and three things that apply to me. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Valkyria Chronicles getting a, a basically a new game that looks absolutely phenomenal. Fuck you, JT. It doesn't look shitty. Uh, <laughs> graphic snob you. But the I mean, game the-, looks, the game looks fun. I think the game looks really cool. I mean, I love how Capcom faked us out and we thought we were going to get a uh, Dino Crisis. A brand new Dino Crisis game. <laughs> and they were like, fuck it's you cool. guys. Nope. It's, they they even showed... shooting out of portals. I'm like, the fuck is this game? The, dude, they showed a redheaded chick wearing tactical battle gear I know, looking, it, looking just like Regina. And they're I like, was, nah. I was so mad. I was like, I was like, oh, this would definitely be Dino Crisis 4. They're in kind of space. Or maybe they're coming back from space. Maybe this is a direct sequel, like right after they come out of space from the game. Oh my gosh. Hey, we're back from space and all of a sudden there's portals. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this trailer? Uh, and then the other cool thing was that like Western like samurai game. That looks yes. pretty snazzy. I can't remember the name of it, but it looked like, cool. Yeah, Tech Trek Tumon or something. Yeah, oh my god. Like, like we have a professional podcast, we remember names of shit. And then, <laughs> and then so after the Gundam game, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I see Ninja Turtle, and then they fly into a sewer, and then they show the Game Boy game, and I'm like, 
Yes. And at first they're like Cowabunga collection. And I'm like, no, no, they're doing this. This is really happening. Like we're getting every game. And then they just keep flying through each game. And I'm like, oh my God, Manhattan Project. Oh my God, we're getting the first game on Nintendo. Oh my God, we're getting the second game. Oh my God, we're getting all three Game Boy games. Oh my God, we're getting the arcade game. Oh my God, we're getting Turtles in Time. Oh, we're getting all four versions of, or all three versions of Tournament Fighter. What? For $40? Dude, that is day one. And it's coming physical? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I literally almost crashed my car while driving it. Because someone, because someone, I will not mention their name, sent me a text message that it got announced, and I was like, "What?" Because I couldn't watch the state of play live because I was, I had to go pick my daughter up. Right. So I, so I almost crashed my car because I see the text. I'm like, "Oh, I know. Oh, I know what this is because it can only be one thing." So I pull my car over the side of the road, very, very gingerly, and I watch the video, and I'm literally like slamming on the steering wheel and getting all hyped. While and I in the airbag, I, I have my hazard lights on the side of the road because it's raining, and I don't want anybody to hit me. Let's pull over all the way to the side, though. It's New Jersey, but you know, try to be try to be nice about it. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is the greatest collection of video games ever assembled. This is like Mario All Stars for Turtles fans. Like I, I, I definitely hit up the Turtles Facebook group. And there was already like 50 people who already posted this. <laughs> Immediately, <laughs> there was like 50 different people posting this all at the same time. And like, I can't wait to like play this with you, Daryl. And, oh, with, yes. you know, with a bunch of other friends of the show, it's going to be fucking sweet, dude. I am platinuming this game it is my sole mission of 2022 is to platinum this game. I don't care what it takes. It, it will happen. This is my holy grail of platinum. The, now. Yes, I want this platinum. And I don't think it's going to be too difficult because they did say that there's rewind features in the game. I so saw that. You, for those of you who suck at the water level, you suck at life. That's not because <laughs> it's, it's not hard. I don't know what you're smoking. You just got to learn how to, you, you have to learn how the mechanic works. I'm not, get good. I'm not going to explain it right now. It's not Elden, Elden Ring difficult. Um, but yeah, I am super duper jazzed about this game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Calabunga Collection looks absolutely phenomenal. It does, and the, dude. Art, and the artwork. Does. If that's the cover for the artwork, oh, I want to post for that so bad. I changed my Facebook, uh, my Facebook banner to the to the artwork for the collection. I was like, this collection artwork looks cool because it has like all the different like sprites from the different games, and oh, it just it looks amazing. And apparently, this is the year of Ninja Turtles. Like, this is the year, man. We're getting a brand new game. We're getting this collection. Who knows what else we're gonna get? But I never thought in my in my lifetime I would ever see all these games bundled together. Like, never. Me either. That was so cool, dude. And what was what sucked is uh, I was leaving work and I had to go pick up my wife's van from getting service, right? And so, friend of the show and uh, former guest of the show, uh, Game Squat, he was like, pulls his phone out. He goes, "Oh, they just announced the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection." I was like, "Stop it! Stop right now! I can't watch the state of play. Don't read anything else." And I was like, "Of course, he would spoil the biggest release or reveal on the collection." It's crazy or on the this, on the state of play. It's just crazy how this wasn't in that Nintendo Direct. Like I don't get it. This is like perfect for that audience, and it wasn't in that Direct. Like it just it just made no sense. And I was like, okay, and like Konami, like fuck making new games. Konami, Konami just make these collections because yes. so far you've knocked it out of the park with every single one you've done. I bought all of them. I bought all of the Mega Man or not Mega Man. I bought all the Castlevania ones you've done. 
I bought the Contra one. I bought the Contra. Yep. I bought the Galaga or the Galaga or the whatever the the space shooter one was that has like a bunch of space games and that Dar- was cool. Yeah, Darius or whatever. Uh, no, no, it was like uh, it was like classic shooter collection or whatever. I bought that one and yeah, and I bought the Castlevania one and I bought the Castlevania Advance one and they're all worth your money. They put a lot of artwork in these games and a lot of different cool things that you can definitely check out and I I just. I just can't believe we're getting a physical version of this off the bat. Yes, like, I'm jazzed because they even said it in the announcement that they're not like going to do like limited run. They're doing their, they're just going to release it physical themselves. And I'm like, oh, where can I pre-order this? And when is it coming out? <laughs> yes. So I was I mad think- it wasn't shadow dropped. I was like praying. I was like, now, 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 right now, oh. <laughs> available today. Nah, dude, that was so. The rumor is. And we'll get back to the other announcements, but the rumor is that Sony's picking up Konami IP. Like that's been circulating for years, but dude, this week alone has been multiple reports. It's like boom, Sony's rumor is Sony's picked up the uh, Metal Gear and Silent Hill, Metal Gear and Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and then it's like out of nowhere, it's like oh, also they, here's this Cowabunga collection. So Konami's making moves, and it seems like Sony's in bed with them. And so it really does kind of stand to like, to me, it makes sense. It's like, okay, not only is there rumor that they're buying up some IP or buying the rights to the IP, but then they just like, here, we got a little bit of a marketing push or marketing deal for this Ninja Turtles thing. I'm like, I don't know, man. It just seems like this could be legit. Like that Sony could be, you know, pulling some, some, some Houdini and getting all the good stuff for us because how amazing. And that was so cool. That was, I'm a, those games, dude, my brother and I played those games so much when we were kids. And it's the good Turtles in Time, not the remake of no, it. No, it's all of them. Oh, the that's only one that's not The only one that's not in there is reshelled, I don't think. But it has the arcade version and it right. has the Super Nintendo version. And you get Hyperstone Heist for Sega Genesis. Yes, yes. And you get you get you get uh, Turtles and you get uh, the arcade version of the first game and you get yep. the Nintendo port of it. You get um there's 13 games in it. There's all three versions of Tournament Fighter. Then there's Fall of the Foot Clan for Game Boy, um Radical uh Radical third one called Radical something, Radical Rescue, and then there's Back to the Sewer. Those are the Game Boy games. I can't believe I remember all the names of these. Actually, no, I I, I can feel I know I'm not stupid. Yep, I'm a fucking Ninja Turtle fanatic. Of course I know go. the names of these things. Um I've owned all these games individually. And I am super excited. I asked Daryl. I I actually think I, I just want to do what we were going to do on Justin's show. And I think I'm just going to invite Justin on here. And you and I are just going to spit Turtles games with Justin for an hour. Let's do it. We I think totally we're going to do it. Like, Justin, if you're listening, this is definitely a formal invitation to come on the Loot Bros. And we're just going to talk about Ninja Turtle games for an hour. Because even more than an hour if you want to. Because All night. All night I am, long. I am ready to do this now. I am, this, this collection is is my... It's it's gonna be my game of the year. I know nothing can touch this. <laughs> nothing can touch this now. Dude, nothing. Yes. If it's yes. handled correctly, if this is even half as good as like the Disney Afternoon collection, if it works, that's which we that, never, that, which we never got physical, work. which I thought was like fucked up that we never got a physical version of the Disney Afternoon collection. Yeah, like like we got Lion King physical. I did, but no did. Disney, Af- but no Disney Afternoon collection. It's did, you the, did you buy the new one? I didn't buy the Disney Afternoon collection. I no, got no. The- did you buy the new version of it? Um, the Lion King Aladdin collection. Yeah, there's a new one that comes to Jungle Book as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, the Jungle Book DLC is like ten bucks though, so you could just buy the Jungle Book DLC if you want. So, huh, and then you can play Jungle Book 
But if you buy the DLC, so it adds Jungle Book and it adds um, Aladdin Super Nintendo in. Oh dang! Yeah, yeah they, had, really they had a lot to it. Yeah, it was it's ten bucks. I think it. it's I, someone. Someone said there's a PS5 version of it, but I don't think that's true. Oh well, if there is, I'll platinum it again. So, uh, I mean, that took five seconds to platinum because you could literally just re, uh, fast forward to the game to the end credits and you beat the game. So I put that's something just, out. Just, just the tip. Yeah, I know, right? I, uh, I I put something out on Facebook uh, for you know predictions on the actual um state of play and it wasn't like a formal we're gonna do something on the show about it but it was like we should have hey. i would have well i didn't i didn't you know it was kind of last minute i was at work i'm like you know what i'll listen to this on the way home once i pick up my lady's vehicle and i wasn't really expl- like expecting it to be anything great you know and uh dude so I had said on there, I didn't think that there was going to be anything for Ghostwire Tokyo because I kind of figured they would just let Go- Ghostwire Tokyo come out and die. Well, they definitely didn't do that. They're they not letting def- that game die. The game, they, they, are, they put money into that game, Daryl. Yeah, but, you know, I just, I, they, they, they haven't really hyped it up, you know? And I'm assuming that's because of the games that's coming out around it. But man, they are they're sticking with it. They're doing exa- the opposite of what I thought they would do. The same Microsoft, we don't have to hype our games. You buy well, them, you buy them, then they're eight out of tens or nine out of tens. Like you don't you don't need to hype shit. Look at all the games they put out. Just look at the year of video games that we're in right now. Like all three of us, like just look at the year they're ha- we're having right now. It's, it's eight amazing. out of tens, nine out of tens, ten out of tens. Yeah, this might be the first year where we get five ten out of ten games. That's insane. So- it's incredible, dude. And that's why I've been like getting I mean, each week. I'm like, man, we're getting ready to get slammed with these crazy games. So Retro but, 5 comes out or not Retro, uh, Grand, Grand Theft Auto 5 PS5 comes I know. Out next week. I know. Again, for the third time. And I'm buying it again. Don't uh, I don't blame you. <laughs> it looks it looks good. It looks really good. Yeah. I really want to buy the collection now because I've been playing Vice City like crazy. Um, I actually played that this week, too. Vice City is pretty dope. There you go. Did you so, play uh, it? Did you play it on PS4? No, I haven't played it. Dude, I've been, I've been it's on PS now. You better get on it before they. I've uh, got it us, downloaded. Yeah, I've got, got San Andreas next week. Oh, I have one more question for all three of you. Uh, Kalai, sure. I want you to go first. What classic set of games would you want remade into a collection? Uh, why do I have to go first? Uh, Daryl and I have been talking for the last 20 minutes. I know, but you just put me on the spot. You want, you want to wait? I'll go first if you want. Yeah, I can't really think of anything right now. I mean, I got the one I wanted, so I don't really know what to say at this point. This is what I've been dreaming of for years, but I say if you if I could get another one from Konami, I want the uh I want the Castlevania DS games. Those games are absolutely phenomenal. They're probably three of the best Castlevania games ever made. Games are real good. And I want them. I want them. And I want I would want a Fire Emblem collection too. Of all the of all the like classic ones, that'd be pretty cool too. And maybe a new Ninja Gaiden collection. Me or just give me the Super Nintendo one on the eShop or on the, the Nintendo thing. But Daryl, what would you what would you want to see? So if I could pick, I would start off with the uh, original trilogy of the Capcom original trilogy of the Resident Evil games. Like the remakes are good, but the original games are. Or at least the original uh, two and three are still better than the remakes, in my opinion. I would want a uh, outbreak collection because just oh. the infrastructure now it just makes sense. 
Rumor has it that the Outbreak games are getting remade right now. We'll see. Oh, my God. Is this like the year of Resident Evil? Because we're getting all the remastered, all the PS5 ports for all the other ones. Yes, we're getting all the PS5 ports. We're getting Village DLC. We're getting RE-verse. We're getting PS5 ports. We're going to be able to play those games for trophies again, Daryl. How excited are you? I'm super jazzed, man. Trophies and freaking uh, haptic feedback, dude. And Resident Evil 7 with trophies on PS5. Yeah, it's happening. So so, uh, I would say those, and I would say, um, you know, Sony needs to buy up uh, Square Enix and then pump out the uh, the freaking um, oh goodness I can't I can't think now Parasite Eve I need the Parasite Eve games re released with trophies and no, then remaster you don't want uh, PlayStation to buy Square Enix because all they'll do is pump out more Final Fantasy games I mean that's happening. happening that's regardless. happening anyway <laughs> that's happening yeah so but yeah I want um. I need I need someone to put some the 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 foot on the gas with some Parasite Eve, man. It just doesn't make any sense why that franchise is dead. I don't know how why we haven't got a remaster of the first game. Like I don't even care about the second game. Second game is okay, but the first game is an absolute masterpiece. I love the second one too, but yeah, I agree. The first game is just it just doesn't make any sense. We should have that. So, oh, so um, with the state of play. Um, I made Kali. Did you come up with the with the games that you wanted yet? Before I, I jump into this, I did. Go for it. My first game is I will agree a Fire Emblem trilogy would be awesome, but also a Pokemon trilogy on the Switch. Ooh, what would you would you just want like red and blue, red, uh, blue, yellow, silver, red, blue? Ooh, I would say give me um. Give me Pokemon Legacy Collection, right? Hear me out. It's okay. red and blue. It's red and blue, gold and silver, um, ruby and sapphire, and black and white, in one set. Nice. That's, that's pretty much all the ones we didn't get yet, like remasters of yet. So, well, we got remasters. Of, I mean, I wish we could have a a, a a new Pokemon in the style of like Legends Arceus or like even. Even just like Sword and Shield, a Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, I wish we would have gotten that. Like, I'm really mad that that got the Let's Go treatment because the first games are just so classic. And those 150 Pokemon, they're near and dear to so many people's hearts because they were the first set and they just, they're just so memorable. Mm-hmm. All right, state of play. So, what I did was I put something out in the Facebook group and I said, let's make some predictions. And I threw some out there. I said we would get a brand new IP announced, and not only did we get a brand new IP announced, we got a couple of them. So uh, earlier we were talking about the wish, uh, the the wannabe Dino Crisis being Exo Primal, uh, a new Capcom game. So I'm in just because it's Capcom. Uh, it looks the the portals filled with raptors seemed a little repetitive in the trailer. So I don't know. This is going to be like a dinosaur World War Z kind of thing. Um, but it's Capcom. It's 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 gonna happen. I'm gonna buy it. Uh, I said we would get an update on Reverse and RE8 DLC. That did not happen. I said there'd be some weird anime games. There was plenty of that. So, <laughs> so points on the weird anime games. Um, how about that JoJo's Bizarre Bizarre Adventures? Like that was pretty wild. I was like, look, Bandai Namco or whatever company makes those anime yep. fighting games. We have to get another one. You yep. have to get one a year. Like it doesn't like. 
I'm surprised we didn't get a new Muso game in this in this thing too, because there's like a fifty million of those too. Yeah. Well, we I'm, did. I'm sh- we we already got the new Muso game. We got it over at the Nintendo Direct. Oh, we'll get more this year. Don't don't worry, Kali. Yeah, we're gonna get like uh, one uh, One Piece Pirates Five or whatever the number they're on now. And so, and then the next thing I said would be no mention of Ghostwire Tokyo. That was oh, incorrect. Failed on that one. Fa- I knew fail. you would get that because that comes out in like two weeks, doesn't it? Dude, I think I gotta get it. I think I gotta buy it. No, man. I think you should wait. I think it's gonna be twenty dollars real quick. Like straight up. It's gonna oh. be cheap. And then I threw a safe one out there. I said there would be no new announcement of studio acquisitions, which was almost like unfair because they wouldn't do that in the state of play. Um, but what I did not expect was this returnal ascension update that adds co op and a survival mode. Dude, how freaking cool is that? Oh yeah. I- Ooh. They have easy mode too, so you can beat it. I'll never beat it if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, my son's gonna have to get really good at it and go off it with me. Well, you can save now in the game too. They already had that in the last update. You don't yeah. have to. You can save in the middle of your runs now. Yeah, but it's not a. It's not. It's not a good save. It's a. It auto deletes itself after you load it. So it's 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 a one one and done kind of save. Now you can yeah, manipulate but you, it. But you can manipulate it though, and you can probably send it to the cloud if you know what you're doing. Yeah, but yeah. It's some, it was a good it was a good one, man. Like that was some cool stuff. And that Trek to Yumi was that samurai, a black and white samurai western looking game. That looked awesome. So like for me, this was a good one. I, I was very impressed, and it gave me things that I didn't know I wanted or needed. But that that Ninja Turtles collection it was that was a grand slam. That was so cool. I called my brother. I was like, dude, they're putting all the Ninja Turtle games on the on the PlayStation. Oh my god! And he was like super excited. He goes, man, I hope they put them on PC. I literally Sorry. told my wife, I'm like, I gotta buy that shit three times, at least. At least. I gotta have a physical collection. I gotta have a PS4 physical or PS5 physical. And then I gotta buy it for the Switch, because I have to play it on the Nintendo phone. Handheld. Like, wherever I can go. I wanna be able to pop that shit out play Ninja Turtles. And then, I- I'm obviously gonna wanna play it at midnight when it comes out on PS5. But so then, I know that, yeah, they're gonna get my money. And then, fuck it, if Limited Run makes, like, a collector's edition of that, I'm all over that. Like, that is one I will not miss. Like, uh, I will spend money on those dudes forever. And th- I think it's it's interesting that they're just like, hey, we're just going to do this physical, too, because a lot of those collections aren't getting physical releases right away. And I think they're start- I think a lot of these companies are starting to see the value of physical media again. And yeah. not everybody wants physical games in their collection. And I think we're going to see a lot of physical stuff going forward. People. We, I don't know if you follow PlayStation Universe or Push Square, but they'll post. It's like, hey, uh, UK sales numbers, you know, 50 percent, 80 percent were physical, you know, like big uh, of the big games. So it's uh, people still buy. I know we get told that digital's the way, but I'm telling you right now, you can't trust the cloud. You can't. So. You cannot trust the cloud, people. You guys got anything else you want to add before we bounce out of here? I mean, I definitely thought that the state of play was going to be a wash, and I can't believe. That's usually, like, those collection games are usually games that get announced in, like, a tweet. Or a blog post, yeah. But, I mean, oh, man. I'm still I'm still in shock at all that. I watched it, like, five times, Daryl. I'm not going to lie. I watched that five times in a row after I watched it, because I couldn't believe what I was watching. Dude, I was like, I- I showed it to my kids. I was like, look at this. And they're like, oh, are we buying that, Dad? I'm like, absolutely. Are not like, buying that, Dad? Yeah. Like, why, would you, why would you even ask me? What kind of father would I be if I didn't buy this game? Be like, I will sell you. You don't think I'm buying this. 
<laughs> so i'm stoked man I, that's uh that's gonna be a big one so that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a fun fun game i get to play that with my boys i get to play that with my daughter i get to play that with all three of my kids four player ninja turtle arcade like we're gonna be streaming that jump that's gonna be elsor freaking stream house right there well, well i have a question for you is it going to be we'll be able to play co-op over the internet Yes. Yes. <gasps> oh. They all have. They all can even said it. Like it said, multiplayer online and 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 local. It said it right at the bottom. Because yeah. I like like to play those games, but I like to play them with other people. And Jim will not play that with me. Well, Jim needs to come off his high horse. Well, I will play it with it. you. I'll play it. Yeah, that'd be a blast. That's the kind of that's the type of game we can play during the podcast too. We can all log in together and be friggin' Ninja Turtle beating them up while we talking about video games. It's it's just a cool it's a cool collection because it's a lot of side scrolling beat 'em ups in one set, and those games are just good. Even the Game Boy games were really really good, like really good, and I'm excited to play them all again. So. Yep, same. I'm ready. I will I will have a uh, definite review when that comes. Definite review when that game comes out, like full review. Oh yeah, well we can that could be a backlog beat down. I mean, a uh, deep dive for sure. Oh, 100%. Be Re- reliving our childhoods through the Ninja Turtles. I bought every one of those games or my you know, my dad bought every one of those games for us as kids and we were such huge Ninja Turtle fans. So, it was those were so good. I spent so many quarters at Chuck E. Cheese playing the 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 arcade game of the arcade version of the first game. Oh, my friends and I beat it every year on his birthday. Uh, we go to Yestercades. It's an arcade in, in Red Bank, New Jersey. And that's the first thing we play every time we get there. We beat it every single year. It's the first thing we do. And then so cool. I'll take a break. I'll go around. I'll play WrestleFest. That's one of our other. other. Then we'll play a game of NBA Jam. And then uh, I'll go back and beat it again. Because it's that good of a game. And it just, it just holds up. It's just one of the best arcade games ever made. So good. Oh, my God. It's like when you add like quarters in, it's like, Kawabunga! It's yep. like, oh god! Like I just want to. Oh man! It's like Joe's got the O face. It's like, ooh, ooh, Dude, I can't, ooh. I can't. Right now. I'm so like, <laughs> I literally wanted to cry because like I, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to play those on a console. At least not all of those games, but they're all coming. Even the notorious NES game. Yeah. I can't believe I spent probably 30 minutes of the show talking about this collection already. Dude. And it was a, fu- it was a three minute trailer. Not even three minute trailer. It was it like um, 90 seconds? It was quick. Hey man, yeah, my wife can attest to ninety seconds will leave you talking for the rest of your life. Jesus God, On that note, <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Lou Bros Podcast. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Clyde. We're gonna cut over to the interview portion of the show. I hope you guys like this nice meaty episode. And it's a bit of a reunion for the Lou Bros because the three of us haven't been together in a while. It's time. It's time. It's interview time, 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 time. 
All right, guys, this is the part of the show where we sit down with our uh, with our interview for this week. And we've got something very, very special uh, per listener request. Shout out to I'm Styling on You, bro. We have one half of the white boys with attitude. We have Michael here with us tonight. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey man, thank you for uh, going out of your way to make this happen. I know that you know we were messaging back and forth, and you know you had to you know kind of make some accommodations to get on the show tonight. So we definitely appreciate it, and uh, we definitely want to be respectful of your time. So uh, you know, just to kind of jump right into things, you know, full speed. If you don't mind, just kind of telling the audience kind of who you are and what you do, and what is the White Boys with Attitude. <laughs> Sure. Uh, it's hard to dive in on that. It's a white voice with attitude. It's been a music project that my friend and I, um, the other half, Adrian, he wasn't he was able to come tonight. We've been doing that for like, let's see, since two thousand seven. So that's <laughs> that's fifteen years now. So yeah, it's been a while. But uh, I also make video games. So okay. I'm the I'm the game developer side of it. You could say. Um, so I started making games just for fun when I was younger, just like I started making music for fun. That's how the white boy started, actually. It was just kind of a joke. And as time went on, um, I started making games for Xbox 360. There was a, a channel. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar. It was called the Xbox Live Indie Games Channel. And it was kind of like the public access channel, basically, on Xbox 360. Anybody could publish a game on there. So it was kind of notorious for having stuff like back massagers like you turn the controller on it would vibrate you put it on your back like it was notorious for having like a bunch of crap on it <laughs> yes <laughs> but that's, that's how i got my start though um i was making i wasn't making white boys games i was making like um i think my first game on there was a clone basically of star wars rogue squadron um it was like a space a 3d space shooter kind of in the vein of that i grew up playing rogue squadron i just went i just thought it'd be cool to put up the game and um i i had a decent amount of downloads i it, it Sounds kind of cliche, but it kind of changed my life. I was like, whoa, I, I, people are actually playing this. You know, I wasn't expecting anyone to play the game. And then from there, I, I made like more and more games on that channel. And eventually, I started pursuing it full time. Um, I became an official developer with Sony. We put out some games on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One and Switch. Uh, kind of built up the reputation or relations, I guess you could say, with the, uh, you know, the console holders. And, uh, you know, all this stuff was just like serious games. But during all of this time, you know, we were still making white boys music um, as a joke. Um, I guess the, <laughs> it all started. I, I, my, other, my friend, the other half of the white boys, uh, Crushed Ice or Adrian, whichever name you want to use. Um, we started um, back in 2007. We were pretty young at the time. I think I was like 13 or 14. But it was around the time that that Crank That Soldier Boy yeah. uh, song came out. <laughs> And uh, Adrian, he was a big fan of like '90s rap. Like he was real big into like Bone Thugs and Harmony, like Dr. Dre, like all like the, the classic '90s stuff. And, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, I was actually into rap at the time. He got me into it. But um, he was always complaining. We we like we'd come home from school and chat on Yahoo Messenger, and uh, he was he's always talking about, dude, I can't believe what's going on with rap music right now. This Soldier Boy song, people actually think this is good. Blah blah blah. And at one point, he said, um, that these were his words. I remember the day very clearly. He was like, dude, if you and me made a song, it'd be better than half of the stuff people are listening to these days. <laughs> and, uh, he was just joking, right? 
Um, but like I said, I was always messing around with music at the time. And uh, I, I made like a little techno beat. It was just some, I threw it together really fast. And I threw it to him. I sent it to him. And uh, I think I, I, had, I did a quick verse on it and it was horrible. And uh, he thought it was funny. So he recorded on it too. And we laughed about it. And uh, 15 years later, <laughs> we're still, still <laughs> doing it. You know? is history. <laughs> yeah, rent, rent is history. So yeah, that's the that's story. That's amazing. That's awesome. All right. So um, there's obviously in my, our audience knows that like I get to talk to someone about music. I, we could go off uh, forever on that one. So um, I'm going to sprinkle in some of our listener questions. So we might bounce all over the place. You know, we might go games, music, games, music, games, music, random stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious, since you were talking about the you know game development stuff, like what, um, what other games have you made besides the white boys games? Do you have like, what other things would we recognize that you were a part of? Well, uh, so I do indie games. So like I work on smaller titles, but, um, my biggest games, there's one called pillar and then there's another one called the path of modus. And both okay. of those came out for PS4. Uh, I was on the, we, before we started recording, I was talking, we were talking about uh, CJ and the push to plat podcast. He was yes. actually familiar with those games. I brought him up. He was surprised. He's like, oh, yeah, I 100% that. I got the plat on that. So I, I think maybe in the trophy hunting communities, those games might be a little more well-known. But, yeah, those uh, those are my two biggest games. And then we did White Boys after that. I mean, White Boys is dead. We definitely stumbled on it because it, it was an easy platinum. Or it would have been easy platinum if not for, you know, some nefarious control stuff. And that. <laughs> And I know you know because, <laughs> but like, yeah, the games, the games are de- the games definitely caught my interest. Uh, my buddy, we were actually gonna have him on tonight because he's a huge fan of your guys' music and actually <laughs> knew you guys before the game, which I was like, because <clears throat> he lives in Canada, so he like he knew, he like heard of you guys, and I was like, oh man, I'll check it out. And like, I was listening to the music, and I was like, this is not half bad for like <laughs> white boy rap. This is this is very interesting. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, now, the controller thing you mentioned, that was actually, um, so the way I programmed the, the motion, you're, you're not actually supposed to use the controller in the way that I was trying to use it, right? Like, that's not really what <laughs> that little gyroscope thing is for. But I just yeah. thought it was funny. So I was like, yeah, whatever. It might not work quite right, but it's a, a laugh. So I just stuck with it. <laughs> so now, you, when, you, when you're talking about Pillar, you Pillar is the little puzzle platformer that you made, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so so here's what here's the thing. I own your games. <laughs> I just haven't got to them yet. <laughs> oh. Now I've I've played some white boys, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'm very much in the trophy community with uh, with CJ. Not near to his degree, but I pretty much glean information all, uh, from him. So he's like, oh, I platinum like 1100 games today, yeah. and uh, I'm like, oh, which ones did you play that I could maybe knock out this afternoon? Yeah, and so that's one of them. I was actually just looking at my list. I'm like, wait a second, I think I got that one. And then, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. And then I'm not sure. I'm looking up now, Path of Modus, just to make sure. <laughs> well, well, uh, the Path of Modus. That's the that one's got the platformer aspects to it. Pillar is just pure puzzle. Yeah, that's like a pure puzzle game. Uh, got you. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. So. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, obviously, the games you've announced. Are you currently working on anything? <laughs> yeah, I've been working on a new game for the last couple of years, um, for about three years now, actually. In April, and I'm, it's not to the point where I can talk about it yet because it's still got crummy programmer art. Because yeah, you know, that's the one thing I can't really do that well is the art. 
So usually I, I'm pretty late with announcing my games because I don't want to announce it when it's got, it looks like a three-year-old drew it right now, right? So, <laughs> But eventually yeah, when awesome. we get some professional art in it, yeah, I've got another game that's going to be coming out. Hopefully I can say something towards the end of this year, but yeah, I've been that's working hard cool. on that. That's very cool. That's very cool. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to kind of plug in a couple of the questions now while we're talking about the actual, um, well, the game side of things. And one of those questions, I'm just going to kind of jump into it. What advice would you have uh, to give a listener that's interested in creating video games? Like, how would you say you want to do a game, get started like this? Well, I think it's a good idea to start small. you know, it's real easy to like, for your first game to be like, oh, I'm going to make a MMO RPG or something really massive, right? Um, you want to start small with something you can actually get done within maybe, you know, six months. Um, I'd say, you know, just follow, if it's something you're passionate about, you know, definitely just, there's plenty of educational materials on YouTube. I actually, for a while, um, I was putting up uh, tutorial videos about how to program and eventually we uh, recreate the engine that I use for Pillar and Passive Modus. So if anyone's interested in that, I actually have some YouTube videos to kind of help people get started learning game development and even just programming in general. Like if you've never programmed, um, I think if you go to PassiveModus.com, I think you should find a link to the YouTube channel with all of those videos. So yeah, That's I mean, awesome. I think like all the technical stuff, you know, it's, <laughs> sometimes people ask me like, should I go to college for games? I, I did. Like I went to a game specific college, um, Full Sail University, um, and it's like I, you don't really have to go to college to learn games or learn programming. I feel like like there's just so much stuff on online to learn. So as long as you got the passion for it, you know, just start small and work on something you're really into and uh, give it your all, and I think you'll have good results. Now, now is there a um, a game engine that you would recommend to start with, or would you say like Unity or something like that? Just jump into it. Well, I. I uh, wrote my own engine for the games I put out and in the series that I just talked about on my YouTube channel, I show you how to program your own like 2d game engine. I- I'm kind of biased towards doing it that way, but that's how I learned. Uh, I just feel like you get a better idea of what's all, what, what all goes into making a game when you kind of do it yourself to an extent. Like I, I, I do use, I don't, I don't want to get too techy here, but, you know, there's some people who write their whole engine using C++, which is like the lowest level programming language. I don't do that. Like, I don't go that low level, but I still feel like if you're, if you can see the code for how most things work, I think that helps a lot. Um, so I would recommend trying to write something on your own, but if that's just really something people don't want to do, I guess Unity. But, um, like, I've heard kind of some horror stories from other developers, like Unity, if you're going to eventually release your own games, I th- at one point you had to like pay money after a certain, if you sell a certain number of copies, you have to buy a license. And there's other, there are other problems. I heard people saying that they had problems optimizing their game to have good performance on console. And I think they had to buy a special license to like see how unity worked under the hood. Um, that's what, just what I've heard. So I don't know how accurate that is nowadays, but uh, you know, that's another pro of writing your own engine is you have control over all that stuff. Right. So if there's a problem, you don't have to pay any money. You can just, open up the hood and do it right so that's yeah. awesome so I'll, i'm gonna pitch a game to you real fast all right okay <laughs> <laughs> so i had this idea this now this is pre me learning about the white boys with attitude so i gotta say i'm a little envious of you a little jealous <laughs> um back in the my name is mayo you know my name is mayo uh trophy i don't know if you've ever heard of the game my name is mayo 
Um, but it's essentially a, a mayonnaise jar on a screen with very simple music in the background. And a little, your, your uh, courser is a floating hand. And you click the button and it, you tap the mayonnaise jar. And after a certain amount of taps, uh, a little dialogue box box pops up and you get a little outfit. You dress your mayonnaise jar and it tells the story of this developer as um, he or she is kind of growing up, going through puberty, like uh, disappointing their dad, all that good stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like it, it is all built around giving the player easy PlayStation trophies. OK. And it started, it was kind of like the, uh, it's like it opened the floodgates to all these easy trophy and easy achievement games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I had this idea. If you take like just a, like look at the South Park characters, right? Uh, You know how like Terrence and Phillip, like they're, they don't really talk with their mouths. Their head just kind of pops up and down. (laughs) (laughs) I had this idea after playing My Name is Mayo um, where you would, you know, have like a, a little South Park style character that its only animation was headbanging, right? Yeah. Okay. And then you just sit there and click the button and it plays, you play a song in the background. And I had this idea. I was like, I can push my own music that I write yeah. and then sell, you know, this, this, this game where you just headbang into my music, song after song after song. You play through all the songs, you do all the headbanging, you get an easy platinum. You know, my name is Mayor, and then I discovered that you guys <laughs> made music videos that you had to, um, you know, interact with to get trophies to push your music. So, how did that get started? No, we didn't do that to push our music, man. What are you talking about? It was- <laughs> oh yeah, because you know the DLC isn't an album. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I uh, it's true, uh, but I. I I actually started, by the way, I wrote down your idea. I'm going to go home and do that now. Thank you. No, hey, hey, you know what? <laughs> Talk to me. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'd love to work with you on that one. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, uh, it actually started, um, the idea for the actual white boys game was actually a combination of a few things. So I was actually, before that, I was making like a serious game, but I was really interested in trying to explore ways that you could, because I love music games, rhythm games, right? And I was trying to explore yeah. like, what if I made a concept album, but you could only really fully experience it like through a game or through interactive methods, right? So I, I had like made this album where you, it was all dynamic music, right? And you, the only way you could really fully experience the album was to play it and like hear all the different tracks that, you know, you could go through into different rooms and hear different songs or it would play different ways and so on. So I had this whole idea and I ended up scrapping it because I didn't like how it was turning out. But I still was thinking, like, man, wouldn't it be cool if, like, somehow you could still have something with music-based in a game? And then around the same time, um, we were going to call White Boys Quits. I think we had played a show. It was actually our very first live show, and we had kind of advertised to people that this is the first White Boys show and the last because we're quitting. <laughs> like, this is our, this is our send-off. One and done. <laughs> yeah, it's our one and done. This is, like, our send-off show to kind of celebrate all of the music or whatever. And then after the show, like people really seemed to like it. <laughs> like people were really into the music and stuff. And I think a couple of people, they told me like, dude, you should quit making games and like become a rapper. And they're, they're probably being sarcastic. Right. But I, it made me think like, man, we have all this music from white boys. Then that game idea that didn't really come out of the oven. Why don't I just like throw together a little game that's based around the white boys stuff. And we just kind of throw it out there as a joke or whatever. And that's, that's how all that started. So it, it 
we're actually going to quit white boys. So I, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that was brilliant. Yeah. By the way, I mean, like I, as a musician and a trophy hunter, that's like, that's like the like the the golden grail. That was like amazing. I was like, this is so cool. Um, so totally, uh, I thought that was that was very 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 cool. So, uh, and obviously, you know, we've got people in our community that all agree because you know you guys have been, uh, um, your name gets thrown around a decent amount, you know. Like and like I said, people have reached out and said, hey, had these guys on. So you you guys definitely. Maybe you sought out for it to be funny and be a joke and be a one-off, but it definitely is a thing. And if you continued, I guarantee you there's at least a dozen of us that would be support you 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, the reaction to the game actually has made us want to continue. So like, we're not officially over with, but we're kind of in a little bit of a hiatus right now because crushed ice, the other, he just had a kid. And uh, so that's kind of taking up his time, but the, the plan is we're eventually wanting to make a comeback. We got some ideas for some new music and a new, new game project. So, yeah, That's definitely awesome. the the reaction from, especially kind of the underground like trophy communities and stuff. It's inspired us to keep going for sure. Which maybe people are rolling their eyes right now, like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, there's no eye rollers on in our audience. All right. <laughs> oh, <thank goodness. laughs> no, no. There's as a matter of fact. There's a uh, it, so I never finished um, White Boys with Attitude. And then uh, earlier this year, when I was when I messaged back and forth with you, I was like, "Man, I really need to finish the game so that I'm like completely versed on you know what we're talking about." Because like I played the beginning of it, and I and I played it on an alternate account, and here's why. <laughs> you, didn't you, didn't, you didn't want to show up. You didn't want to list it. I know. I no, 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 no. I no. I will list it. I will 100 percent platinum that game, but. Um, we have a trophy competition going on between myself and the host of another uh, oh, podcast, and we're we're barred from playing spam games or like easy trophy games. And I knew that CJ was a fan of this game. I bought this game when I heard the episode that you guys you know did on his show. So, however many that was like two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, I bought your game then. But I buy so many games, it's just kind of sat on the backlog, and I'm like, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it. So then I uh, I did the first song, the Where the Perp song. Yeah. <laughs> and I like, I stopped. I'm like, I don't, I don't this might be a, considered an easy trophy game. So I was like, I don't want to mess up my streak. Well, no, I, depending <laughs> who you're talking to, I mean, like somebody, I think Joe said it was, uh, some people think it's impossible to get that Where the Perp trophy. Like I've had comments, we still get comments once in a while and on YouTube, people are like, you can't actually get that trophy. It's like, oh, you can, <laughs> you know, you just have to have the right method. You have to have the special touch. You know what I mean? So a turbo controller. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> that too. Right. I've got one of those. I mean, if that helps, but uh, so, so I'm really, I've never been able to talk with anybody who actually has been responsible for putting trophies in a game. Like how is how is that experience working with Sony? Is it like, do you just put that in whenever you want and then submit a list and say, Hey, this is the trophies. This is where they're at. Or there's like, do they have to like Q and a that stuff or how does that work? Yeah. They, uh, they give developers the freedom to come up with the trophies and then you implement them and everything, but then it, it does have to go through QA. So, um, there were people at Sony that w wore the perp 
And uh, I think there was actually uh, some, <laughs> something, <laughs> something I can't remember now. I'm not, I can't technically talk about what their requirements are because that's like NDA right. or whatever they get real right. touchy. But, but I, I can, yeah, it's, we can come up with them and they test them. And I can't remember exactly, but for some reason, uh, they, the, one, somebody that was in the QA team, they sent me a message. They had some kind of problem with the where the perp level. I can't remember what it was now. But I had to talk to him about it. It was funny because they were trying to be so professional about everything. It's like doing the dancing, you know. So, but that's yeah. so funny. So they actually like they actually have to go through and test it. Yes, yeah. It's, it's they have a pretty rigorous QA. You know. that's amazing. That means that you could you could sit there and like, you know, make them do all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, like that—that that is awesome. That just opened my like my mind is just going a, mi- a mile a minute now because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if you uh, you made them they, do there's, a there's certain-, certain things you can't do? Yeah, there's certain things you can't do. That's the stuff I can't talk about. But they do have certain limitations. But other than that, yeah, you're free to do whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, how was um just kind of like taking a step back? How was it working with Sony overall? Like, was it difficult to get your game on the PlayStation? Well, I had worked with them before under like a more professional context, right? Like I was, <laughs> I was publishing serious games before this. So I kind of already had my foot in the door. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's, it's come a long way. Um, before, like when I first started doing this, you had to get like ratings in all the different regions. So I had to like go to Peggy and like submit the game to them and have them rate it. Peggy's the uh, European ESRB, right? Basically, then you had to go to ESRB and get that rating. And like so a lot of that stuff, they've simplified over the years. It's become a lot easier to kind of get your game through. Um, and I've there, there's been people there that I've, you know, I have an account manager. They call them, and she's been real supportive of everything and they always try and do their best to make sure the launches are successful so i've always loved working with them overall um and it's been smoother as the years have went on i think yeah that's that's really cool that's really cool yeah um so that's really interesting uh, oh man i'm telling you my uh, there's so many things i want to ask now but i'm sure there's a lot of it you can't you can't say well, you can but you ha- can try. Yeah, I'll answer what I can. I mean, <laughs> is it is it true that they give you like a value system that you can't you can't eclipse, right? Correct. Wait, with the trophies, the trophies, like they have to like the gold, silver, they all have to equal out to like a certain percentage, correct? Uh, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, like certain games can only have certain like you probably you guys probably know this right, but like certain games can't have platinums, right? Um, and they have certain criteria for what that is. Again, I can't go into exactly what that is, but you know, right, they, have certain, right. they have certain criteria that you know some games can't have platinums. And yeah, you know, certain you have to make sure the total points are within a certain range. Yeah. Awesome. Now, have you um, with your next game? Are you aiming to split it between PS4 and PS5? Or are you just going to kind of land wherever you can get? The aim right now is to uh, try and do both PS4 and PS5. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and now, do is the white boy? I don't know this. I didn't look, and I probably should have if I was doing a, being a good host. Is White Boys with Attitude on Xbox? No, it's not. No. Okay. Do you have you done any work with Xbox since yeah. your 360 days? Yeah. So um, both Pillar and the Path of Modus are on Xbox One. Okay. And uh yeah, I 
work with them pretty closely. Microsoft's pretty nice to work with as well. But uh, no white boys on Xbox. And I, the reason for that is because of the motion aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of geared all that towards the PlayStation. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, uh, Gaz Davis writes in and he asks uh, a series of questions. So I'm going to, I'm going to shoot them at you real fast. He wants to know what your favorite genre of games are. Oh, that's hard. Um, it's, that's changed throughout the years. Honestly, it's kind of hard to say. Um, there was a period of my, of my life where I was really into RPGs. Um, Nowadays, I've been into simulation games, so like city builder games and things like that. That's my current favorite. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. All right. He asks, uh, "What was the driving horse behind choosing to develop your own game?" Um, like like originally when I first started, you think? And just like, uh, did, did you ever think about going and working for like a company once you learn how to make games, or you just? Well, um, when I went to college, again, my, the dream at the time was, well, maybe I'll end up working at a studio or something, but I always wanted to kind of be my own, like I wanted to try and have my own business and be my own boss somehow, but it, didn't, it took me a while to kind of piece together how exactly I was going to do all this. And like I said, when I put the game up on the 360, that's when I had the aha moment of like, man, if I really put some effort into this, maybe I can make this a full-time gig. Right. So like as I put, you know, when I was first starting out, it was more, it was more like, man, wouldn't it be cool to put a game up on Xbox 360? That that would be so yeah. awesome. But then after that happened, it became a, kind of a kick in the butt where I was like, well, let's try and take this more seriously and see if we can do it professionally. Yeah. Have you had have you ever you know, been hit up by any recruiters or had any offers to come work at other studios or you just kind of stay in your little. Yeah, your little area and do your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I have friends that work at Rockstar and in the industry, and um, a couple of my friends I went to college with, uh, right out of college, they went to go work on Red Dead Redemption Two, and I, they wanted me to come too. Uh, not that I would have immediately gotten in, just because they wanted me to come, but yeah, I just, uh, I prefer to be independent. Yeah, um, I don't like. There's a lot of you know. I don't want to. It's kind of like an indie thing to down the big game studios, but you know, there's a lot of really talented people that work there, but I kind of value the creative freedom of doing my own thing. And you just really can't do that in the studio system, right? There's a whole lot of politics in it. And, you know, you can't just, Oh, I'm going to, I'd like to put this into the game. Like there's a whole procedure you have to go through to do anything. Right. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. And, um, his last question he has is what, uh, um, what did, excuse me, he said, did the release of your game have any effect or raise your profile as a musical artist? Um, I, I, I suppose so. I, like, I, I don't, we've never really had any like big music outlets cover us or anything like that. But I, I think a lot of people, um, <laughs> I remember, I remember the year that the game came out at the end of the year, a bunch of people had their end of the year Spotify, you know, roundup things. I remember seeing a bunch of people, they had white boys on their <laughs> top plate of the year or whatever. So I, I, I think that counts for something. Yeah. That, that's pretty awesome. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, um, 
I got a, uh, a, a, a personal question for you as far as the, the white boys with attitudes. What does a typical writing session get, look like with, uh, with you and uh, Crushed Ice? <laughs> well, uh, we've done it in different ways. So when we first started out um, back in the day, remember we met on a Star Wars fan site for uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, like the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, like back in 2005. Um, so when we first started out, we were doing this all through the internet, right? So like I would record a verse, I'd send it to him, he'd listen to it, then he'd write his verse and send it back to me over the internet, right? And that's how we would do like the whole album. But then eventually when I moved um, to Florida for college, we moved in together. And uh, at that point, well, actually, let me backtrack. There were some times for our second album where he actually flew up to where I was at and we would do some of we would record in person. And that was a totally different experience that we really enjoyed. And then after that, we moved in together. And that's at that point, every ever since we've recorded, we're doing it in person. And there's a lot more uh, instantaneous back and forth when we're writing the songs. Um, I'd say that usually we start by thinking of the album as a whole. So um, we try and both of us were kind of of the opinion that the album should be like an experience right or kind of feel like a movie maybe so we kind of think from beginning to end like what's the flow of the album and then we'll come up with kind of song ideas and then from there we'll fill in all the details with the actual you know the production and the actual lyric writing and we fill it in from there so we kind of start with the big picture and then we uh hone in on the details there you go <laughs> that's pretty awesome that's it <laughs> Now, is it like a 50-50 split with that kind of stuff as far as creative input goes? Or is there like one of the two of you that, I mean, I know you said that y'all at times will send verses back and forth. But I mean, as far as the overall thing goes, because I've worked with artists and musicians for years. And every now and again, you'll just have like that one guy in the room that just like flows creativity and, and kind of leads the charge. Or is it pretty evenly split between the two of you? It's pretty evenly split. Yeah, I, we both usually equally contribute to basically everything. <laughs> like we rewrite our own verses and usually in the songs, the verses are pretty even, like I'll go a verse and he'll go a verse. And we're always really careful to kind of balance it out and not let one person overshine the other in terms of the creative input. And, yeah. Sweet, sweet. That's awesome. All right, I'm styling on you, bro. Uh, writes in, and he wants to know when will you guys put the album "The Pursuit of Money" on Spotify? <laughs> it, probably never. Um, like we started off, uh, you know, we talked about this when we were going to release the game and album. Like, well, what platforms do we want to put this on? And part of the reason I wanted to do um, the album as an attachment or a DLC to the game is because as a I didn't touch on this, but I was making serious music. I was in a band too before all of this. And so I had experience like putting music up and I was always really disgusted with these streaming platforms, like how little they pay artists. Um, And so that it was kind of like a conscious decision to be like, we're not going to put this on Spotify. We're going to try and sell it in a different way, kind of come up with an alternative model of selling the music. And that was the original inspiration for like, okay, let's sell the album as a DLC and then have people discover the music through the game. So that was an experiment that I was, you know, I, I felt like, why even have an experiment if we're just going to put it up on Spotify? Like, the reason we're doing this is to kind of give the middle finger to Spotify, I guess. So, yeah, that's gotcha. probably never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, and the next thing that uh, I'm styling, bro, ask is, is uh, will you ever make a video uh, for the heater? Everything, uh, everything's great. <laughs> oh, he likes it. I remember. Yeah, he loved that song. Uh, <laughs> probably a video, like an official music video. Probably not. Um, just because, like, I feel like any, it's really hard for us to do things these days because, like, again, he's got the kid and then I'm working on the big game. So, like, when the time comes when we're actually going to do something new, I feel like both of us are going to be in the mindset of, like, we want to do something totally new, right? Like, to- yeah, new music, yeah. new game. So, yeah, probably not, but it, it would be cool to, to do that. But, yeah, probably not, unfortunately. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So, all right. So, uh, same guy. I'm selling a bro. Writes in. Says on the gaming side, do you have any interest in ever making a simulator game? <laughs> it's it's ironic. He's did, did he say that? Did, when did he write that question? Uh, I put a filler out three or four days ago. Okay, that's ironic. Okay, so I'll tell you right now, the game I'm working on right now is a simulator game. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yeah, he's nice. a, he yeah. is such a simulator fan, dude. He is, is the. He really? The Sultan of Simulators. Yes, absolutely. The Sultan of Simulators. <laughs> yeah. You guys got the exclusive scoop on that, too. I, I don't think anybody... I've never even said it on my Twitter. Like I just said oh, it's going to be a sci-fi game. Yeah, I'm working on a, it's a sim game, a simulation game. Yep. That's that's amazing. There you go. You heard it here first on the loop, bros, baby. <laughs> um, and he, now he, write, he writes in a really good question. Probably question of the week, if I'm being honest. And I'm not saying this uh, uh, because I'm biased, but he, he writes in his words. Since Daryl, which is me, likes uh, the rap rock genre, will there ever be a Luke Bros White Boys collab? <laughs> well, I maybe. I guess we could maybe do that. I don't know. I I I like Lincoln Park type of stuff, right? That's what you mean oh, by absolutely. like, like oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah Biscuit, Lincoln Park, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I, Adrian and I were both really into like back in the day, like the early Lincoln Park and he I think he was in the Limp Biscuit. I never got into them, but yeah, that's definitely a throwback to the past. I'll have to bust out those old records to get some influence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I'm in a band, and I've been in a band since 06. Um, we took several years off once we all had children. Um, but we travel. We play, you know, we play metal. Like we play heavy stuff, um, uh, lots of screaming, lots of heavy, you know, drop tune guitars, all yeah. that, all that yeah. stuff. Um, but w- when we did our little hiatus, when we all had children, I started a little side project um and so there's a rap rock band and so i would write you know just like metal tracks you know heavy rock tracks and then send them to a rapper friend of mine um and then one of my old co-hosts he was a rap artist as well so i would have these guys lay down verses on there as a matter of fact the opening theme song for our podcast is a song that we wrote real heavy driving rock guitars and then, you know, some, some rap on there. And I've been playing uh, the past several weeks. I've been at the end of each show, I've been ending it with one of our, one of those, you know, rap rock collaboration songs. I've got, I don't know, eight or nine of them. And then about 30 tracks that never got vocals on them. Oh yeah. And and, um, it was funny when you wrote that in, I was just like, man, I'm always down. I would love (laughs) a uh, loot bros white boys collab that would be i am always open for something yeah. like that, that yeah, a blast. Cool. yeah we get a lot of requests for people wanting to do collabs and it's just like unfortunately it's like i said it's just real life stuff and then my new project it's just it just takes all the time but yeah there's that would be so cool if we could somehow make that work I, well, well, we'll maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll have to put a pin in that one and once you get you know a break in your game and you get your game pushed out we can uh 
we can revisit it because that would be yeah. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. So, um, you know, and uh, I guess, uh, Joe, you got anything you want to add before I throw this last one out? No, go ahead. Throw the last question out. All right. So, so outside of, um, you know, all the fun stuff, what I've been trying to do with each interview is (laughs) it's kind of messed up because I botched it this last week, but um, we've had a lot of different creators on. So this year for 2022 on the Loot Bros, we decided we were going to bring on creatives from all over. So we've had popular streamers on, we've had YouTubers on, we've had guys who made uh, documentaries on. We've had um, a couple different comic book creators. So one guy who owns a independent comic book publisher, one guy who just launched an independent um, comic book publisher. And then now we have a series of game developers coming on the next few weeks. So we've been trying to like reach out into all of the different creative spaces, but also, you know, just selfishly read it, reach out into all the things that I'm interested in. <laughs> and uh, one thing I've been trying to do is I've been trying to get a you know whatever interview we have whatever creative we have to leave a question for the next creator mm-hmm. now last week on the on the last episode we did we actually had a bit of an abrupt stop towards the end of the show and i uh forgot to ask the question that was left over so <laughs> I'm going to ask it to you, but it will technically won't apply to you because the other guy knew who the next interview was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, so I'm just going to condense it rather than making it personal. I'm going to ask the question, you know, for, for giggles. And then I'm going to have you leave a question for the next interview we have. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. If you were to get a My Little Pony tattoo, where would you get said tattoo? <laughs> Right on my face. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, is you know, and again, like I said, we have. Uh, I'll just kind of let you, you know, in on it. We have get, uh, a game developer coming on next. So, any question in the world, anything you want to leave for our next guest, it can be like a serious question. It could be something funny. It could be whatever you want. Uh, let's see. Can, can I know who the, well, I guess I'd be cheating if you told me who it was. Um, well, I mean, um, I don't know that you'd be familiar with them, but it is a independent um, indie uh, game dev called Plasma Beam Games. Okay. Um, he's, done a, he's done a couple Steam games, and he's working on one of the biggest games he's ever done currently. He's been a guest on our show uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Okay. Um Let me think. What do you find cool about video games that no other medium can do? Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Um, so, Michael, we man, we have totally appreciate your time. Yeah, I told you we would keep this, you know, uh, at or under an hour. It looks like we're making pretty good time. Is there anything that you want to push, plug, say, you know, before we get out of here? Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a fun time. Uh, it's been nice to just kind of hang out and chat casually. I've been hard working on my new game, so I really like these times I can get out and just chill with some people. So thanks for Very having cool. me on. And I guess I can plug my, uh, well, let's plug some white boy stuff too. How about that? Okay, there you so go. If you go to uh, com, actually, let me make sure the website's still up. 
second. Wait a second. This is an adult site. You tricked me. Yeah, it might be. I can't remember. Might be white boys. Of course, it's not loading. Okay, there we go. Okay, okay. No, try this one. White boys with a Z, witattitude.com. And then that's where we have all of our, um, you can find all of our videos, our YouTube channel, links to play the game. It's a free to play game on Steam. You can buy our album on Steam. Um, all the links are right there. And then if you want to follow my personal, um, let's do a Twitter account. My personal Twitter account is at Michael Arts Game. So there's my plug. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will definitely be getting all the, the links and stuff from you, and I will put that in the show notes. Michael, I want you to know you are always welcome on here whenever your game is done, or if you've got a an update that you want to uh, pimp out, feel free to message me, man. We will make time for you, let you get on here. And if you ever just kind of want to take a break and just chat about games or movies, comic books, just entertainment, something fun, music, anything. You ever just want to break away and say, you know what? I just kind of want to sit down with some dudes and, and have some conversations. This is totally the place for it. And you're always welcome to come back on here. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. All right. So when I, when I get done with this show, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a message and then maybe we'll put something on the calendar tentatively, kind of see where you're at, see where we're going with things. And, uh, you know, we can, if we got to move it around, we totally will. So, yeah, um, I like a plan. I want to end the show with a special shout out, not only to our patrons, because we do have a Patreon and you guys have been really great to us. Uh, we threw some extra content on there for you guys this month. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to give a shout out just to the community in general, the other podcasters, the listeners. I'm styling on you, bro. Uh, thank you for reaching out and expressing interest in this because this has been a lot of fun. I love sitting down and talking uh, with different developers and creative types and hopefully, um, God willing, there will be a Loot Bros, White Boys with Attitude, uh, Rap Rock collaboration. So stay tuned. <laughs> there you go. So, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Michael. We are out of here. All right, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that interview. Uh, that was a great time talking with one half of the White Boys with Attitude. I hope this was a nice, meaty show. It was great to have the cast back together. Unfortunately, the bearded nerd couldn't be with us because he was celebrating his daughter's birthday, which is a totally good excuse. Um, but yeah, so that's us. We're back in the full swing of things. Um, we've got another indie dev coming on next week. We've got uh, another one lined up. In the coming weeks. And then, like I said, I told you guys, we'd take a little bit of a break from this, from the interviews. Um, if you enjoy what we've been doing, please give us some feedback. We've gotten a little bit so far and it's been really great. Uh, shout out to all you guys who have reached out to us and said, yes, no, maybe so. This is working. This is not. Um, I'm going to end the show with a song uh, from RPD called So On and So Forth. This song is one that I wrote years and years ago, and we had one of our uh, old hosts at the time, uh, Josh Craps, the walking idea, jump on and do a little bit of vocals too. So, a uh, very fun song to do. This one was actually featured um, like on a radio hit years ago. Like, this was kind of like, oh, here's these guys doing this rap rock stuff. And then Josh did a little interview kind of talking about. Um, his faith and how he puts that into music and all that good stuff. And it was, uh, Hey, here's this song that I collaborated with the dude from Ninja Lou with. So it was, uh, it was pretty cool. So this is RPD, uh, featuring 
Georgia Red and J. Crew at the time. It was J. Crew. I think it's J.C. Raps, Josh Craps. Who even knows? He's had 75 variations of his own name. So the artist formerly known as Josh Craps, The Walking Idea. Song's called So On and So Forth. Gotta be more, gotta be more, gotta be more to the 
Worldwide to live and then we die.